Welcome back to the Motives Life Podcast. Today, Lex and I are hit and record on an impromptu conversation uh, just to discuss our most recent facility renovation. I know, Lex, you've been here for over a year. Over a year. How many renovations have we done since <laughs> you've been here in the spring of 2022? It has, to that I can recall, maybe like four, four or more. Mm. iterations. <laughs> what goes through your mind when I come to you and the team and I'm like, Hey, we're going to renovate again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I feel like I might be an anomaly in this situation be, or scenario because I love change. When I was younger, I would rearrange my room like every three months because I just, I don't know, I just really enjoy a changing environment. And um, I didn't think too much about functionality at that time, but now Every time that you've come to us and I've seen the before and after of whatever iteration we were doing or, you know, renovation we were doing, it was always for improved functionality. Hmm. So now when you come to me, I'm like, okay, he's thought of something that's going to improve the space more and let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Um, I know one of the driving things behind my thought process and all of ours is, is functionality at all times, right? Like constantly thinking about improving the delivery of our service and the client experience and functionality is a huge component of both of those. Um, How has this recent uh, iteration improved functionality just from obviously what we've talked about, but also now in your experience actively delivering service in this space for the past three weeks with this new iteration. Yeah. So we had designated stations before, but the stations span the entire fitness floor. Whereas now the designated stations are more on like in a condensed version of the entire fitness floor. So I don't have to go to station one, which is, you know, on one side and then go over to the end of the the gym and the facility to now coach someone else. And it just seems like there's a lot more time that's being used in a more efficient way where I'm going over engaging with someone, you know, giving them a cue or two, and then I'm right over to the next station and I don't have to miss an entire set now mm. where I can kind of get deeper in the weeds quicker because of how things are laid out. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at first when we make a move like that, there's, there's time, right. And there's uncertainty for everybody, you as the professional and and also the client that walks in, it's like, Whoa, where is everything? Mm -hmm. Um, and for us, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted to record press record today was to just dive a little bit deeper into our thought process for Mm -hmm. that. Um, and really, define and talk about the four key themes that we arranged this iteration around, mm-hmm. which were approachable, uh-huh. distinct, uh-huh. understandable, understandable, and practical, practical. Mm-hmm. And so those were our four words that were the filter through the thought process of, is it necessary to rearrange if it is you know, those four themes were driving the decision-making process for where everything was to be laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, equipment that we purged, 
equipment that we kept, the equipment that we added. And now with our model really leaning into practical fitness, um, that's where the, the practical theme in the space of our current iteration um, has alignment, right? It's really trimming down and, and having exactly what we need in our space. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. The same thought process goes into our programming and the way we deliver service with the client. Exactly what the client needs, nothing more nothing less. Uh, and constantly figuring for us, like, or not figuring, but filtering, like, okay, is it enough? Is it too much? Is it, is it right where it's meeting them where they're at right now? Mm. That's practical. Yeah. Um, how are, what are some examples from your experience in the past three weeks on the floor where those one or all of those four key themes came into play for you? Hmm. Um, approachable comes out, comes to mind because the stations before there were large dumbbell racks in between certain stations that prevented you from seeing through, let's say I'm at station one and I'm looking over to station two, but the dumbbell rack was blocking my view, which was in turn blocking from seeing the client and how they were moving. So now with this current iteration, um, distinct, uh, Really distinct, approachable. Understandable and practical. Understandable and practical. So I think approachability comes to mind because I'm now able to see how clients are moving from station one all the way to station seven, eight mm-hmm. um, from one place in the facility versus before I really only had one view of one station when I was standing in a certain location. So approachability in terms of me now being able to see through and going to make the corrections that I need to, or, you know, asking certain questions that I might not have been able to in the, in the past, because I wasn't able to approach them in the same way that I am now. Mm. So that's one thing that comes to mind. So the layout allows for deeper engagement for you. That makes it easier for you to approach each unique little cell of space within the greater environment at any given time. Yes. How has it made the space more approachable for a client walking in off the street? Hmm. So one way that I think we realized was not as approachable as we would have wanted it to be in the past was the turf. Uh, when you came into the facility, the turf was the largest thing in the room, which kind of gave it like a dance floor effect. Um, and we even asked someone who wasn't a member here where they would go if they walked into the facility and he said the turf and that wasn't where we as the professionals or people that see it every day would have thought would have been their perspective for someone new, but that was the perspective. So I was really telling for us as a team to say, okay, we need to rearrange things so that people know exactly where to go when they come in. And now I think that is very clear because there are those designated stations that are all uniform lined against the walls. And um, it's very clear that no one's using them because the mats rolled up and people come in and they know exactly where to go now where that wasn't the case before. Mm. That And that, that element is the understandable element. Correct. Um, one thing that comes to mind for me for the client in the approachability uh, pillar of this is the type of equipment 
and the appearance that our, our former iterations were giving off to somebody um, who was walking in. Mm-hmm. Our client has changed a lot in the past two years. And the current ideal client for us coming in um, has shared with us that the blue things, the racks and, and all of this equipment that they never use when they walk in for the first time is like daunting mm-hmm. and overwhelming. And we like aspire to have a space where the minute you walk in the front door, it's, it's so approachable that, that you can't even really put into words why you feel comfortable immediately mm. within the first minute. Yes. And that's like one of the major like aspirations of the under, of the approachable element of those four. Yeah. You explained understandable really well. Um, and one in the lane of understandable, uh, somebody, somebody asked me a question a few days ago on, you know, since you rearranged this time and the stations are very like understandable uh, in line with each other, how, how has it impacted engagement between mm-hmm. the clients? And from my experience, what I've seen is that the way that we've, we've laid it out now has actually increased opportunity for engagement. Correct. I would say, I would agree. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not just because the equipment's lower and not in eyesight, um, but because we organized the room in such a way where we're no longer trying to like spread everybody across a floor that spans 96 feet long. Mm-hmm. And we, we maxim, we're maximizing every square inch of the space where we can be best positioned to serve as the professional. Correct. Yeah. I've, I've seen that in place too, of how we have the section now with the equipment that's more universal. Like if a bench isn't in use, we'll put the bench back into that universal section. Same with our boxes. And when people go to get their benches, now there's more engagement. Whereas before the benches were just in the station where they might've not had to interact with each other as much, but now you're, I'm definitely seeing more engagement with each other, um, more conversations being had more, you know, how's your weekend questions happening. So it's cool that that wasn't our original intention in the rearranging of the space that's happening as a natural byproduct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good point you bring up with the benches because I remember when we were arranging and Dr. Sean was here and he was like, all the benches are going to go here. That was one thing that I was hung up on. I'm like, what do you mean? Like (laughs) we have enough benches for each station Mm -hmm. and now, like living and experiencing through it, it actually has been a great thing. Agreed. Because in the past, when there was a bench in every station, let's say a client comes three days a week, there's at least one day a week where they don't need a bench at all. Mm-hmm. But the bench is in the station, so the bench becomes the storage rack. Now, in the instance that somebody needs the bench that's being used as a storage rack, that particular individual is unsure. Like, are they, are they using it? Are they not using it? Correct. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's just, I don't know. There's that uncertainty for them mm-hmm. and having just a universal location for them for when they're not in use removes any opportunity for uncertainty as to whether or not the bench is in use or not. Yeah. 
same thing with the boxes. Mm -hmm. So that's been, that's a great point you bring up. I, I've felt that also. Yeah. Um, how many more times do you think we're going to have to change this around? (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, every time we do, I'm like, Oh, this is the one. And then, you know, it happens again with the intention of it meeting the four pillars that we talked about and getting better every time. So, you know, the possibilities are endless, uh, in my opinion. A good answer. (laughs) I I always remember, uh, when I was a kid, we moved houses when I was in third grade, fifth grade and seventh grade. So Mm -hmm. in a, in a very short period of time, we lived in three different homes. Yeah. And each time we moved, my mom was like, this is the last time we're moving. <laughs> and when we moved to the home that my parents still live in now, my mom would always say like, we're never leaving this home. They're going to take me out in a body bag. Like I'm not doing it again. <laughs> and now they're, my mom's like, where are we going? <laughs> you know? So I, I always have that in the back of my mind, as you're saying your answer to it's like, never say never. Yes. If, if you say never, you're limiting yourself to the growth potential because we, we talk about internally, we talk about the fact that we're building an airplane as we're flying yes. uh, and our space is going to continue to build and iterate as our airplane just becomes more and more efficient at flying. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we do a better job next time of uh, making sure we, we provide better education and just awareness of what's to come with the space instead of everyone just kind of walking in one day and they're like, Whoa, what happened? Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah. Anything else to add? No, I think distinct just to touch on that pillar real quick of, of like you said, we're, we're doing something that hasn't been done in our current fitness space as a whole industry. So when you walk in here and there's not a lot of equipment, that's very different than walking into a lot of other fitness facilities where there's a plethora of equipment, but people don't use 90% of it. Mm. So I love that we're really making that one of our values here and just what do we need? Almost like a minimalism approach. Um, and I really value that because I think people have so much cluster in their lives as a whole with running the kids here and there, their own schedules, their work schedule. What are we going to eat for dinner? When you come into a place that's supposed to be a little bit of a refuge for you and what it does to your mind when things are simplified and organized, um, that to me is very unique and distinct. So that I think that might be my favorite uh, out of the four that we talked about. Love it. You nailed it. I have nothing to add on this thing. <laughs> it, it's so true though. It's so true. I, I'm, I felt my mind beyond just like our space here working together, taking out of here and being like, Oh, you know, where, where am I not applying the same thought process yes. at home or in my car or in the garage or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. More is better. Yeah. Less is, less is better. Not more is better. <laughs> less is better. <laughs> more, less is better. More, less clutter is better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more things, more problems. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Lex. Appreciate you. Thanks for jamming on this. Of course. Um, if anyone has any questions on our space or understanding where they should be finding their, their equipment, 
please ask us. We're more than happy to continue this conversation with you in person and just go deeper and, and hear your feedback. Um, because ultimately, as we're building our airplane, your feedback is a key element of our ideas and, and iteration and our thought process going forward. Mm-hmm. Thank you.